Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Monday, January 18th, and this is episode 75 of the Pineapple Couch. 75. Um, and as always, we are brought to you by Miss Marley Sports Fishing. And Big Dog, we got a new sponsor this week. Oh, yeah. Reynolds, Reynolds Wrap. Wow. Reynolds Wrap. Thank you, You know Reynolds I like to Wrap. make chicken wings. Yes, And you that's the, the best tinfoil to make your chicken wings. So everybody... Check out Reynolds Wrap, wow. Pineapple Couch, brought to you by that. Also, uh, thank you to everyone who listens on Spotify and Apple or iTunes Store, Apple Music, whatever it is. Um, you can subscribe, leave five stars, leave a question. We'll get to that. And then also uh, check us out on YouTube at the Pineapple Couch. We're having all the episodes will be up there. And I'm going to start probably cutting them up into like highlights of some sort so they're not always that long. But we'll have the full ones up there because I like that. Um, and yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, this last weekend of football for great games, and we have some Deshaun Watson stuff to talk about, and as well as the Chargers hiring a new head coach. We'll get to all that, but first, let me introduce Mr. Dog, my man, Big Dog. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I like to... to no, um, go ahead. So did James Harden, is that an official fat suit that he wore? I'm starting to, like, I don't understand, like, can it, maybe he's just, like, one of those people whose weight can fluctuate, like, crazy, because that, that was, like, a week. Yeah, well, folks, you know what we're talking about was, uh, I think all of you who are listening that remember the James Harden picture, I believe he was wearing the light blue Rockets, like, throwbacks, Yeah. like, the warm-up shirt, and he legitimately looked... His belly was moving every time he ran. It was like Santa Claus. It was, <laughs> and there's no fat shaming. I'm just calling it what it was. He was incredibly fat. And all of a sudden, he's warming up for the Brooklyn Nets after the trade. And he's skinny again. And he got like, a triple-double. Yeah. I mean, this is just him. So he did he eat his way out of Houston? I think they just absolutely trolled the NBA. This is... I will wear a fat suit till I get traded. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. This was one of the most, and maybe I'm misremembering something, one of the most like blatant, fuck you, trade me. Like, it's, I'm yeah. trying to think of anything else. Like, if you think about the Anthony Davis, there was a little bit of fuck you with him sitting out and then the that's all folks t-shirt. But this Harden thing just felt different because... When Anthony Davis was going through that stuff with the Pelicans, I don't remember like his teammates talking, oh, screw Anthony Davis, blah, 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 blah. They seem to still like him. The Harden thing, I mean, keep in mind, it is John Wall and Boogie Cousins. I love both of them, but they're kind of, they have bigger tempers than some others. They were like, fuck James Harden. So it's interesting. I... I th it's I think the obvious answer is that James Harden's a self selfish douchebag that just got what he wanted and now he's gonna be with the Nets and this is just how the NBA is like it's just kind of it weirdly gets depressing as this just keeps happening over and over and over and over again and the thing it just never stops because Andrew the day Harden gets announced to Brooklyn guess what was trending Bradley Beal. <laughs> That's so just like one after another. Do, and it's, um, do they want to keep Kyrie? Or are they like, is Katie and James Harden secretly like, like, we don't really need him now. And we can, I don't know who I, would accept him, but it's like, obviously, we, I don't knows? know. So I, I'm 100% with you. They do not need Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, if they could, if they were able to somehow keep their, uh, like the players they traded for Harden and just have moved on with Kyrie. I think that would have been a better team. And if you could get like a collection of maybe younger assets, not as big contracts, but good role players for Kyrie, I, I say you do it. But it's so hard to know what's going on with that team because Kyrie Irving, who knows what the fuck he's thinking given second to second. I saw a report that Katie and him were not close. And then there's just reports that he's into it. And so it's like I have no idea because yeah. – you would think KD would not want it to happen because they, like, signed together. Yeah. But does the bullshit of Kyrie and the addition of James Harden and KD wanting to win, maybe is he going to just be like, fuck you? I don't know. I mean, they're already two weeks in, and the guy's missed a week. It's unbelievable, and he was so good the first week he played. Yeah, and just... and Josh was telling me this. You might have been on that, but 
Kyrie's played 27 of 80 possible games since he signed with the Nets. 27. Oh my god. He's getting paid 36 million a year, right? I don't yeah, know he's how got, he qualify for that if you miss He has, games, I believe, but. the Clay Thompson type contract, maybe a little more or maybe a little less because he switched teams. I don't know, but Clay's around like 195, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the NBA for you. We'll we'll talk more NBA later this week. Big dog, let's talk a little uh Let's talk some NFL football. Great weekend of the divisional round. You have the Green Bay Packers beating the Los Angeles Rams 32-18. to um, And just kind of just a dominant performance by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 296 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones puts 99 yards rushing and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, 66 yards and a touchdown. Scantling had a big drop if i'm remembering correctly mm-hmm. but uh and lazard had a big drop earlier on but then redeemed himself with that big play um the thing andrew before i go to you about this because i want you to talk about the packers um it's just wild to me andrew how fast and like consistent i guess the rams just offensive decline has been because they were like they weren't the greatest show on turf. That's like that's what the old Rams were. But they were that Kansas City Rams game on Monday Night Football was one of the most high scoring games I can, were really one of the most high scoring and most exciting games I can remember. And the Rams have just kind of shit the bed since then. And there's not really even been like signs of it at all coming back. Like really hasn't been. Like when they win, it's more the ground game. I don't know. I know Todd Gurley was so important, and the ground game is a part of the Rams, but. What is like Goff? Goff obviously has declined. People figure out. Have people figured out McVeigh? What? What? A- I think he kind of because this was like Todd Gurley was so good. Like it was historically good when he was mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, so I think a little bit of that. I know Cam Akers and Malcolm or Malcolm Brown, whatever yeah. their other running yeah. backs have done okay. But I think just it's more of a regression of Jared Goff. And I think maybe a little Why bit... Why do we think that? Why I, do we think? I mean, maybe it's a little bit figuring out McVay and stuff, but it, he seems so like he stares at his one receiver and he just doesn't move around the pocket at all compared to, you know, Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers. I mean, like dude, those Goff is less mobile than, like, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, and we talked about that, and I think that's actually true. And that's, Goff, that, that's Ma- kind Ga- of... Goff that's and Matt scary. Ryan are, like, identical in the pocket. So Matt I think, Ryan's a little better. <laughs> I think a, most of it falls on Jared Goff. For whatever reason, because I mean, two years ago he was throwing four or five touchdowns a game, but it seemed mm-hmm. like, and now the Rams fans hate him. They are all aboard hating him. So and I, can see I why, believe because you have the yeah. insane defense, and you have Woods. I think they have two or three game. years left though on Goff's deal. Yeah, they do because it was at least a five-year deal, and that was only it was a big deal too. So. If you're the Rams, it's kind of like how Carson do you Wentz, move like, on? What do you do? do you, what if you? What if, I mean, I know that Sean McVay would do this in a second. Swap Goff and Wentz. Oh yeah, I mean, imagine the Rams having to show Watson. And what if you like swap Goff and Garoppolo, or Goff and Matt Ryan? Do you think Goff could be good anywhere else? Like, do you think Shanahan? There's I mean, one place. The there's one place I think he would be really good. Is New England. Could, but I don't know. I, I don't I know. Actually man. Don't that know. guy has just been turned me off I, the last year and a half. It's just sits there in the pocket as a statue, and then just and does thing, weird stuff. If I it's not perfectly hold, scripted out, it's never good. Well, I hold on to hope somewhat of Goff because. Honestly, what will happen is you'll just see a Rams game where McVay has just a great coaching performance. The ground game's dominant, and Goff doesn't have to do that much. And the Rams are also very good against the spread. So I feel like that's why I give Goff kind of not as hard on him as others. But, yeah, that's a serious problem. Like, that, the offense was stagnant. Don, Aaron Donald was clearly not 100%. Um, but this let's get to this. I mean, Andrew, this Packers offense is a fucking juggernaut. The Bills and Packers have been the best football teams the past five, six weeks. Both complete on both sides. And yeah. they just look really good. 
I, I think I'm leaning the Packers next week over Brady. Um, don't love it, but I think the Packers are going to win next week. I see. I think I'm I'm on the Brady. I'm on the Bucks train. I think that they're just figuring it out more and more. But each week, as the Packers play like this great and stuff, and we see this, it gets harder and harder to say that. And if you think about it, what stopped the Packers last year was a historically great. Niners defense and run game which is the perfect thing to throw at Rodgers because what you're a a historically great defense really and then the run game was dominant so he's on the sideline a lot so maybe this is because that's really why I don't fully believe in the Packers this whole year I've held that game against the Niners against them because it was just a fucking beat down Mm -hmm. and so that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth on LaFleur you know but this Bucks team, while it is good, and I picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the playoffs, and I'm gonna stick with it. That defense, Andrew, is not that Niners defense. Is the thing is, it's like it can be close to that defense one week. You just don't know what you're gonna get. And mm-hmm. still, even though they've they did well yesterday, but it's like, come on, Drew Brees. We knew that was yeah. his last game. It was just slow. It was bad. But yeah. um, um, but the thing with uh. Bucks Packers when you think about it if you think the Bucks are gonna win you're kind of buying into the idea that Brady has just created this culture in the last five four or five weeks of their just all in and playing because the defense yeah Drew Brees wasn't we'll get to that but um I don't know the Brady is he's just Brady dude it just kind of like so, I saw so so I'm basically just asking because are the would the Patriots still be in the playoffs today if Brady was on the stayed with them? I here's I'll say no because I think the Bucks and Chiefs are that good and the Patriots' weapons are just god awful. Right. And Is a lot of their defense of was like, out because of COVID. Like I mean, because the Bucks do have a lot more talent than oh this Patriots, is. But it, I think Brady has won the Brady Belichick thing. Yeah. I mean, I still think Belichick's has, the best coach. Like, how much has Brady helped this? Do you think? Because you like, you think you throw in, you know, not Jared well, I mean, Goff dude, or like a James Winston last year. I think Brady. If you take Brady off this team and you put Dak Prescott, Goff on. or Wentz or Pre- Prescott is good enough to where they would probably be at that two. Like, but I don't think the playoff ceiling is there with Prescott. Right. And I, Brady has just looked good this year. I mean, Brady's forty-three. And hey, let's, I, I, let's just go to that. Oh, we'll talk about that game right now. We'll go a little out of order. I'm pull, I'll pull up the stats, but keep going. I just, I mean, three or four years ago, I was like, this guy's insane. This guy wants to play till he's 45. And here he is, 43, his 14th championship or conference championship game. And he still looks good. And he still he looks, looks so young. good. He's Jennifer Anderson. He's just getting better, you know, better looking, younger. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, the the Bucs beat the Saints 30-20 in a game that was uh, really, like, Brady played well, but it was all about the Bucs defense getting turnovers and the incredible field position they had against the Saints last night. Drew Brees threw three picks. Um, The highlight play of the game, actually, for the Saints was a a Jameis Winston sighting, a little revenge touchdown, uh, like a 54-yard touchdown to Traquan Smith. Uh, Jameis Winston and maybe a little glimpse of the Saints future right there um, the Saints though they don't have uh, Taysom Hill in this matchup which is tough but I just think that the Bucks were going to win this game I don't think you beat the Bucks this Brady three times in a row and this is what we've talked about with the Saints and I've been comparing them to the Rockets for the past five it's just now I feel bad about it because Breeze is old and whatever but it's just it's been like this for a while this was a long time coming I, and now this was the game that kind of like put it in everyone's faces, but it's been like this for like almost four years. Because I was gonna say, bro, I was like, dude, the Saints, like the, the second half, like you just they just built that culture where they know they're just gonna kind of lose this point in the playoffs, and it's just like you can see Kamara, you can see their defense. They're like, what the hell do we have to do? And then you got because yeah, their defense and running game is unbelievable. <laughs> their defense is incredible. I mean, for the most part. Um, but you know you got. Bruce I mean, you can't put anything picks. of that. You can't have that because that the, the worst. Okay, Andrew, the four. worst field position the Bucks had all last night off a turnover was when they were on like the fifty yard line. <laughs> that was the I'd worst say, they yeah. had off field position off a turnover, which is crazy. So, um, 
talking about oh one thing i wanted to mention about tom brady which i forget who said this i whatever i'm copying someone who said this and i'm not giving them credit because i can't remember but they said they compared this brady season to the last dance like the michael jordan document of how jordan just kind of he was he was remembering who talked shit who counted him out and was on that fuck you tour and i would say tom brady is the closest athlete to Michael Jordan. I mean, him and those are the two. If he gets seven, so, he's yeah. So I would say I'm kind. I'm counting on. I'm counting on a big Brady performance the next two weeks, and I could be wrong, but that's what I'm looking at. Andrew is Jameis Winston, the quarterback of the future for the Saints. Yes, I, I think I even saw. I mean, who knows his mouth reading, but oh, it was like I, Breeze yep. like patted him because Breeze knew it was, he's like, dude, this it's your team now, and it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see. So. I, I like Jameis. I guy. like the Jameis. And then, like of that. course, Taysom Hill will be there, too. So yeah. For 30%. So. Sean Payton having those two, because Jameis Winston has a cannon. He is such a fun tool for Sean Payton to use in that offense. Right. And it, you can cut down the turnovers with Jameis, which in the Saints' style of offense should be kind of easy because Bruce Arians is all about throwing the ball down the field or was with Jameis and the Saints are more conservative they do take the deep shots but a lot of checkdowns get he's had a year to learn the system I'm optimistic about Jameis going forward so am I because I mean if he just if he cuts the interceptions in half or even like a third you get 10 or 5,000 yards yeah I mean you you get you have 30 40 touchdown potential and 5,000 yard potential Mm -hmm. it's you got a defense Saints are good. Yeah. Did you see the video uh, that came out after the game where it was Brady? It was Breeze's family was out on the field, yeah. and Brady went out awesome. and was talking to Drew Breeze, hugged him, was actually threw a touchdown to Drew Breeze's kid, um, said g- g- like said hello and goodbye to the whole family, and it was that made me really sad. It this, did too. The last, it's like I know. We've we've had our differences, especially you with Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. But I like Drew Brees. I just I resent yeah. people who's. You, we don't need to get into it. But when you see the that. end, it's just really sad. Well, think about what we've had to see in the last couple of weeks, Andrew. It's been breaking my heart. So we first we get uh, Big Ben basically crying at the end of the game yeah. on the sideline, which I'm not a big Steeler. I hate the Steelers, and I don't love Big Ben. But I mean, I've been watching him forever. I like watching him. Yeah. And then you get Rivers in his post-game press conference, not knowing if he'll come back, but very emotional, like Phil always is. And then you see this, the meeting of Breeze and Brady, and it's just like those four guys, Peyton Manning and Rodgers, those were our quarterbacks. Yeah. And Eli. And Eli, yeah. But I that, know, that's just, the group. It's weird that Breeze it will sucks. be gone. And Brady... He's still moving. Like, he's two or three years old, and he's still going. Like, what the hell does I, I, he do? I'm just at the point with Tom Brady where— I don't think he's ever going to begin- retire. I know, but at the beginning when he was like— I was, He always beat the Chargers, so I wasn't a giant fan. And then it just got to a certain point where it was like, well, fuck it. Just keep winning. And it's like I get, I get really mad when, like, a Joe Schmo quarterback like Joe Flacco or Eli or— <laughs> Nick Foles get a Super Bowl because like God fucking damn it that schmuck got it and Phil can't even get in that's how I think about everything but it's I just lost my completely my train of thought on that let's let's bring it back let's bring it let's no we're doing this live okay so we were talking about like Breeze and you you were giving me all these comparisons to quarterbacks and um. I don't know. I guess we'll. You'll never have find to out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll never We're really find sad out about Drew Brees. That's all. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a. It's been a good. Time. So, do you think? Does this make you know, this? I'm going to translate to sports. So, now I know Drew Brees is not LeBron James, but when LeBron James retire, you're going to have that little bit of little ounce of you will be like, you know, I'm going to nope, miss the nope, guy. No, nope, no, nope, not going to miss him one See, bit. That's not true. That's Evil, not true. dude. You, Andrew, you, you know that is not. I know I will be so glad no, when LeBron is gone. True. No, because what I want is LeBron to stop playing basketball fun, and he'll be irrelevant. He'll be irrelevant. And then I want to see him try to have a TV career and fail. He will fail. 
Okay, but you're still gonna like you love it though. How dare you utter LeBron James' name in the same sentence as Drew Brees? <laughs> He'll miss him. Don't worry. Cha- Chairman James. Chairman no, I James. Won't. I won't miss Chairman James. I'll miss LeBron James. Just a little you, bit. Just no, won't. Just, I won't. At I don't all. even root for the guy. But it's like you gotta have. I mean, Do you miss Dwayne Wade? I don't. I miss Dwayne Wade. I guess. I like him really. around. I, I don't. I didn't really. I haven't thought about Dwayne Wade that much recently. But now that you brought it up, I'm a little sad that he's gone. I miss. I like. I miss Prime Pau Gasol. I miss Derek Jeter. Than, I, don't, I don't really care about Derek Jeter. You know who I miss? Who? What were you going to say? Tim Lincecum. Uh, we missed him too. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Okay, let's get back into football. This is a little free flowing episode today, folks. Hope you're along for the ride. What the fuck um, did you say? What were you gonna say? Like I felt like he was on the tip of my tongue, and then I, I don't know what too. I said. Um, yeah, we'll just move on because I was making some sort of grand statement. I'm sure. I'm sure it was negative in some way. Um, okay, we got next game to talk about. Hit the music. Hit the motherfucking music. The stallion rides. That's what he does. He rides. The stallion rides and he steamrolls the the Ravens 17 to 3. Lamar Jackson leaves in the fourth quarter with a concussion, but it was out of grasp at that point. The Bills look dominant. Um Andrew, I'll just say to you, I'm shocked that Lamar didn't win in the like I'm shocked that his style, like he got eliminated in the playoffs. I am absolutely stunned you, that you're being no, sarcastic. I'm not. You know why? I'm being 100 percent sarcastic because I said last year that Baker was better than him, took so much heat, still think he is, and I said that Josh Allen was better, took heat, still like. I mean, that's the most obvious fucking thing in yeah. the history of the world that Josh Allen is better than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Josh Allen, it's not that one. close. It is not close. Anyone who has ever disagreed with the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen thing, you're a fool. You're a fool. Josh Allen is the stallion. Hit the motherfucking music one more time. Yeehaw. The Bills. Andrew, what do you got on this? So I actually was nervous about this game just because I was like, shit. Because I locked in the Bills and I want the Bills Remember to Remember when I so said bad. Bills by a billion? Yeah. Pineapple couch lock of your life? Yeah, that was me. That's but the only reason, the just because it's like, I, I picked the Bills, I you locked the, the Bills. Bills. It, yeah. it was just the playing Lamar check, because usually I bet on Lamar to do God's works, and I, but then I yeah, went against you. him. God bless. Um, it doesn't matter, the stallion, come on now. I didn't have to worry. I watched a quarter or two, and I was like, oh, this guy's not going to lose, and they have a good He's defense. incredible. And He's I incredible. have confidence in him. I have so much confidence in him, even when he does this erratic thing, and he almost fumbled at the 50-yard line again. And yeah. But it's, that's the ride. That's the ride. Him and Stephon Diggs are just absolutely incredible together. Their chemistry. They had a funny little post game. Yeah, post game. Love they love each other. They're in love. I love Josh Allen. He's been. I love the my Buffalo Bills. I want the Bills Packers so bad. I want the Bills Packers so bad. You I know, know it would be actually, Bucks, but it's like I just the nah, Packers yeah. and Bills. Okay, here's. Let me pitch this to you though. Let's say we got Bills Bucks. In the Bills, after 20 years of Tom Brady beating them in the division and not letting him in, he go changes teams and they beat him in the Super Bowl. That is, that's a good narrative. I think, I I'd, think I'd be rooting for the Tom Bills Brady if that should happened. be the favorite right now. I think um, the Bills should be the favorite. They're not. They're definitely not. But I think the Bills favorite, right now are the best team. And then I would put Packers two, Chiefs three, Bucks four. Chiefs are at three because of just the Mahomes factor and but if he's in Mahomes should is be. the number one they sh- you got yeah. you have to do that because yeah. I mean they're but, 24 but they also and haven't one. looked that great they just have not looked that they great. they haven't but they're still 24 and one or whatever the last 25 games yeah that's fucking crazy so it's it, like, nice? <laughs> it would be fucking nice um I mean obviously with the Ravens that uh 104 yard uh interception return on Lamar was hilarious oh. I gotta say that, that was awesome. Made my night. That Called was, you for that. It was great. I was jumping up and down. Um, let's go to the next game, Andrew. We had uh, Chiefs Browns. The Chiefs, or yeah, the Chiefs. What was the final score of that one? Twenty-two seventeen. Chiefs won. Twenty-two seventeen. Mahomes leaves in the third quarter with a concussion. Um, 
And it, the Chiefs were really controlling that game. There was some huge missed opportunities by the Browns, specifically the fumble into the end zone by Higgins that resulted instead of getting a touchdown, you had a touchback. That's a dumb rule, but we don't need to get into that. Um, and yeah, and so the Chiefs were kind of blowing them out. And then Mahomes goes out, and the sliver of hope comes for the Browns. They're going, Chad Henney's in the game. And the Browns have a chance down five with about four minutes and 30 seconds left to drive and win this game. And I think it was, I think Romo and Nance were on this game. Mm -hmm. And what they said, uh, this is the drive of Baker's life. It was. And he, they came up short. They did. But what a turnaround from the Browns team this year, specifically Baker Mayfield individually. From last year to this year, he's been a lot quieter. He's been working his ass off. I love what I saw out of Baker this year, Andrew. Yeah, he's definitely, like you said, he was much more quieter and mature, and he was improved in general. Drastically. Um, the I still, I'm like, I'm still not like super impressed with them just because I feel like the ball, like I know they're 11 and five and for once, a lot of things kind of went the Browns way this year. And even mm -hmm. yesterday when Mahomes went to, I mean, they were losing 19 to three with missed field goals. They were getting their ass kicked. The chiefs are about to win 40 to 10. And, mm -hmm. um, then Mahomes Sometimes. comes down, but it's like, you, you'd you rather be lucky than good. I get that. Yep. And I'm not taking away anything, but it's like they were the only team in the playoffs, I think, that had a negative point differential throughout the whole year. And it's just like, because they won a lot of 10-7 games. And but I don't know. I still don't know how good Baker Mayfield is. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I know you like it. I don't know how much I trust that guy. I think he's... I Next season is when all the... Next season is when we find out. I think he's got so many weapons. I mean, he's got two of the top five running backs. According to every time they show the offensive line, he's got three of the top five offensive linemen. Um, mm -hmm. You got Landry, who's good. You got Njoko. And then you have a really good defense with probably like five or six first-round picks in, in the past three or four years. I... Uh I think I don't okay. Do you know what I mean? I just you, think a lot I know what you're saying because I think a lot next year it's the ball is in his like he needs to have another year of this. Yeah. And but the thing is is I thought and I'm not saying you thought this at all. I'm just saying going into this season, I still felt like a lot of people were unfairly like saying that Baker was like gonna be a bust. And it was like, that's not, that's not true. Like he's Baker Mayfield. You can say what you want. Maybe he doesn't have the high ceiling, but Baker Mayfield is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. If you look at the other quarterbacks in that draft, I mean, Josh Allen and Lamar are the two best, but I would put Baker right in that category right there with Lamar. Um, I give the edge to Baker, but I certainly understand why people give the edge to Lamar for the, um, what he can do on his feet. Um, I just think that this season was big because you weren't saying that, Andrew, but people were legitimately like, this guy can't oh, be an yeah. NFL quarterback. Yeah, And I don't think that's what because, you're saying. You're just so saying you don't know if he's going to be like an MVP, yeah, right? Like, or like I mean, that I see elite, him in, but he's an NFL quarterback. I see him like 15th quarterback, kind of just the middle of the road. I mean, he can, if he can game manage and you have Nick Chubb. He could be a Matt Bryant. Ryan. Exactly. Um, but he just, I, they just really didn't impress me that much this year yeah. the Browns because it, they just but you also have to like say because they're the Browns and they finally got lucky so maybe that is something to do with him because usually everything goes against the Browns but not that impressive to me this year yeah it, like I said next year is just gonna be the consistency of it will answer a lot of questions but um I am a big fan of Kevin Stavansky their coach me too and that the combination of that defense which the def defensively th their secondary definitely needs a lot of work but when you got a, that front four with a guy like miles garrett on it that's a good place to start and again i think that it's going to develop over time that running game that defense and baker playing adequate and maybe a little above that, that is going to be a perennial playoff team for the time being because that the running game specifically, it, that just is such an asset to have for Baker, who's so good in the play action. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think of them next year? You think they're going to go like seven and nine or like no. six and ten? I think no. they're like a, 
So I was actually just going to ask seven. you who do you who do you like the most? Do you like the the Browns more than the Steelers and the Ravens? I do. So you, you see another like eleven and five year. I see. Yeah, I think you're going to see the Browns Ravens will both be like one will be twelve and four, one will be eleven and five, maybe ten and six, something like that. And so it'll be a toss up between those two teams. Um, the Steelers, I don't know. The Steelers, I they just. The, the cliff that Big, Big Ben, ben fell off. I just thing. don't know. Yeah. I see um, the Browns like same thing, like 10 and 6. But I think if Baker can take another leap, I mean, I they're talented enough to be at 12 and 4, 13 and 3 teams. Yeah, well, if Baker could take a leap, that team in the playoffs, again, they got to fortify the defense a little more, specifically the secondary. With a, a, Baker taking a leap, that's a Super Bowl caliber team. That running game in the playoffs can break teams' backs. And so we'll see what they build off of on this season. Um, but, yeah, I, the AFC North is going to be really fun to watch for the, the, the Lamar. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't even think. Well, what if Burrow gets involved for that <laughs> division? I don't know. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um Big Doug, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Or did you have anything else on the games this weekend? We can talk about Deshaun. I like Deshaun. What's that? Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson. So he, when DeAndre Hopkins got traded last offseason, everyone was like, what the fuck? Apparently his anger level from a scale of 1 to 10 was a 2. And then this past week, in the past two weeks or so, apparently it's a 10 now because of his not involvement in the hiring process and GM, yada, yada, yada. He really wants Eric Bieniemy, and they finally interviewed him today, so maybe that'll help change things. But he has basically made it seem like he wants out and wants to be traded. So, Andrew, I'm going to just pitch you a fastball right down the middle and let you tee off on this bad boy because this is a juicy question. What team do you want Watson to go to as a football fan? Um, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, I I think about, I think of, well, imagine if he went to the 49ers, how good they would be, what they could it, do. I mean, if they had him, replace him with Jimmy Garoppolo, then you get that defense back and everything. Kittle, if they did that and Kittle stays healthy next year, Kittle would break Kelsey's receiving oh, record He would look year. good in red and gold, too. Oh yeah, my that's God. I think the most fun spot. Um, the Dolphins. I, I mean, cause I, two is entertaining enough. There's enough entertainment there, so I feel like you you have more hope on Tua than I do. I'm. I, I would do a, it if the they could trade for him, oh, okay. but I feel like I'm trying to think of other spots. Bears, what about? Ooh, he could fix the, the Bears. bears. Would that would be freaking nice. New York Giants. Stay away, Deshaun. Yeah, I would. I would, but I would stay like away. to say so. As much as I love Deshaun and I love, you know, I love him. I I am so sick. This is the like NBA aspect of the NFL. It's like okay, I realize they traded DeAndre Hopkins and that sucks. And you signed a huge extension last year. Okay, so you are getting paid, and here you are complaining. About like you're gonna try to do you just signed an extension the year later now you're complaining saying I'm mad I want this I want that and it's like I get that but it doesn't you can't but do you that can't as a quarterback just, you can't do that for anyone you signed a four or five year contract and you can't be a year later be like oh never mind I want to go make a super team because a couple other it's like that's great so does everyone else in the world and it's like yeah the Texans are kind of a joke but they're also kind of not because they've made like seven or like eight one. playoff appearances and like one like four playoff games and it's, in the last I mean, 10 years remember they're in foster days with matt Schott. they were always in the playoffs. they won the asc south for gary several kubiak. years gary kubiak exactly <laughs> and so like the idea that i mean the texans of the past decade have had a much better decade than 20 football teams i would say when i mean they're all consistent on, in the yeah playoffs. okay dude think about this so you, I, when you're a quarterback you can't do that you can't and especially do that. as the quarterback. It's not, but it's even just like the wide receiver. It's like it's James Harden wearing a fat suit to get to it. It's Anthony Davis to do this. He's like, I'm going to pretend to be hurt, and it's like it's, you're the second year in a contract. It's too late for the NBA. It's, it's too late. It's, like, it's too late. We can't fix it. The NFL though. This is, this is they, the starting. This is the starting point because if Deshaun Watson could do it, and it's like okay, a, a superstar quarterback, then it's just everyone's going to want 
to play with their friends. And it's like, I understand that, but it's a business and it makes it more complicated. Yeah. That's just not how it works. And the other thing is the NFL players are going to try and do this. And they don't, like, for example, a thing LeBron does, thing KD did, was they would sign one-year contracts yeah. essentially to keep the pressure on the organization to spend money, go into the luxury tax, yada, yada, yada. You can't do that in the NFL. You need to sign a multiple-year contract because of the injury risk. And if you're a quarterback, you need to – you kind of need – if you're going to sign that contract, you got to stay there for the long haul. And How do you think it works? How did Phillip Rivers get Joey Bosa? And then Exactly. Also, it's like he was there. Like, I mean, they drafted him as a rookie. And he was quarter – he played for them for three years. And like, yeah, he tore his ace. But it's like you were there for three years, and then you signed the extension, and then they gave you all the money. It's like, dude, you are there – you are – the franchise the for Houston that Texans. Team. You are the you Texan right now, and it's just like it's a bad look when you have DeAndre Hopkins and that. And it's like I realize you should be involved in like the head coaching thing because you are the superstar. I get that, but I think they're interviewing the enemy today. They're so. just playing with fire. And then half the thing, it's like, well, you realize this guy's got an AFC championship next week. So it's like once they are done in two or three weeks, he will be answering his phone call. The same thing we saw with the Chargers the day after Staley, after the Rams mm -hmm. lose, he becomes the coach. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's a very dangerous game in the NFL. I really hope it doesn't get to the point where, like, quarterbacks are saying this if you're um, if you're not, like, get, getting them weapons. I, I really don't like that. Um, I, I, like I said, though, I just think it's past the point of return, no return for the NBA. Hopefully the um, – because I mean, there's NFL four more years. I mean, he signed a five-year deal, and this is like he has four years left or something like that. I mean, that is such. It was a signed last offseason, correct? Yeah, and I mean, it's such a long time. <laughs> it's so early in the contract to already start playing that game. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. Um, so we'll see what they do there. Uh, I want to let's go to the Chargers, big dog. They got a uh, Brandon Staley. <laughs> Defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, who had the number one defense and number one scoring defense this season. He is going to be taking over the Chargers. Um, first off, my impression, good to have him to work with that uh, trio on defense, Bosa, Derwin, and Kenneth Murray. Those guys are freaking animals. And so maybe getting them in a smarter scheme than Gus fucking Edwards. Or what that Gus dumb Bradley. Ass, <laughs> Gus Bradley. Whatever the fuck that dumb shit is doing. He's probably still not audible from that Patriots playoff game. Still two got years seven ago. defensive backs. Fuck that guy. Oh. He's such an idiot. Ugh. Um, But I like getting some sort of... Uh, I, like, I like the move because I like what he could potentially do with our defense. Obviously, we need Derwin James to be healthy. But... My first thing was like, ah, we didn't get an offensive guy to pair with Herbert. And then you sent me a tweet. Can you, do you want to recap yeah. that basically for the listeners? So, Peter Schrager, I don't know, he's some reporter, but he basically said the concerns with Brandon Staley being a defensive coach and Justin Herbert being a young quarterback. Staley was a highly decorated high school quarterback in Ohio, played quarterback at Dayton, and has connected with quarterbacks at the community college, D3, D1, and NFL levels. I like to hear that. I do like to hear that. And one thing that uh, also calmed me down, I saw a tweet that was like, not, I was never to put I was never mad about that. I was like, oh, good. We were just setting I mean, up the enemy. So. Yeah, B enemy or dub the bully, right? Mm, the guy in Brian Buffalo, Dubois, yeah. their offensive coordinator. Um, but basically what calmed me down is I saw a tweet that was essentially like, hey, if anyone's freaking out about the Chargers hiring this guy who's a defensive coach, I promise you that any offensive coordinator he brings in will be better than Anthony Lynn and Shane Steichen calling plays. And they're going to be correct about that. I like it because it's like... It's, There's a thing. There's a rumor they might keep that dumbass offensive coordinator. No way. This guy... I think this guy's going to bring in like his own... Clean house. I, exactly. Clean I want a house clean house. I want new vibe. And then you get someone from like McVeigh. Um... I want a clean house, though. I want a complete clean house. I want no rep resemblance of that stupid fucking frog in that locker room. Um, and you know what's good, Andrew, is that hopefully we can have um, this guy, uh, Brandon Staley. Keep wanting to say daily. Um, <laughs> but Brandon Staley as our coach for hopefully like next five, six years, get a couple rings with Herb, and then when it's time for him to move on, we bring in Coach Rivers. And Rivers and Herbert just... Why don't we bring him in just for offense corner next year? I've, I, 
I, I would do that, obviously, but two things. One, the Colts want him back. <laughs> two, they do. I'm, I'm not like – the Frank Reich said that. I'm not just bullshitting that. I hope so. Uh, and he did better in the playoffs than Lamar. I didn't even say anything. You're getting mad at me, Brian. I'm defensive. I know. I haven't said one thing. I said they hope he comes back, and then here you are snapping and at me. And he's also so accepted even... a private high school, Catholic high school in Alabama head coaching job for when he retires. So he said, you'll either see me in a helmet or in a hat on the sidelines in South Alabama, which I'm going to become an avid <laughs> fan of that Alabama. football team. I am going to, that's going to be like the new NFL for me. That high school football league with Phil as a coach, I'm going to find a way to stream it. It's going to be great. Would you um, hire Jason Garrett as your just your offensive coordinator? No, I would pay Jason Garrett to not come close to my team. <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't get him. That's if the main got, reason if, I got if, him because like, it's like they didn't get some coach with weird vibe. Like they got someone. Not many people really know anything is other than that he's like the Rams' defensive coordinator, and it's just going to be a different. I think kind of like a Kevin Stefanski vibe. You're just going to see a different young dude be like, all right. He's kind of smart. Yeah, I like the I like the young the young hire. He's a thirty eight year old. I don't know. Youth seems to be trending in um, football today. Oh, one question to you, Andrew. So Belichick, we would both say is the best coach we have seen in our lifetime in the NFL. Correct? Yes. Before Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs with Andy Reid, was Sean Payton number two? Or was Andy Reid number um, two? I would say Sean Payton because I, Andy Reid. But did now is Andy Reid number two that you've ever seen? Well, the recency bias absolutely because when he went for it on fourth down in midfield oh, with Chad Henney on fourth and one. Oh, Andy, you beautiful man. Yeah, he. That is, first of all, a play the Chargers would never if they would never go for it ever there. But if they did, they'd also like run it up the gut and lose three yards. <laughs> they would have run back. it up the gut. They wouldn't just exactly. They would have um gotten Darren Sproles out of retirement <laughs> to run up the middle on Ray Lewis. Used all three gut. timeouts too to get him Folks, over there. there. This is me and Andrew reference this all the time, but just for you those listening, there was a giant game. I think this was honestly like eight. It was like ten years ago, maybe. But basically, it was a big game. I don't think it was a playoff game, but it was a, a lot Chargers, of playoff implications. For the they would have been in the playoffs or kept their playoffs yeah. alive. And so, basically, two things happen in this game. The Chargers give up a fourth or a third and 34, Ray Rice halfback screen. And then they get the ball back, and basically the Chargers have an opportunity. If they get a first down, they have a very good chance of winning the game. And so in the prime of the Ravens' defense, with Terrell Suggs, Haloti Nata, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, the whole gang, the Chargers decide to basically say, hey, we're running it up the middle. And instead of using Michael Turner, LaDainian Tomlinson, they chose Darren Sproles to run it up the middle, and they lost five yards and lost. So that's what we always bring up, because that's just the most Chargers play call of all time. LT, Lorenzo, Mike, Michael Turner, too. And, yeah, that, oh, I said Tolbert. And Tolbert, yeah. but Tolbert, same thing. I mean, yeah, it was they just like it. out of everyone, you chose him. I'd rather have them run like fucking Malcolm Floyd. Vincent Jackson. Mr. Malcolm Antonio Floyd, Gates. Mr. Mediocrity. Oh, Antonio Gates was so damn good. Best tight end I've ever seen. He, I agree. Um, Tony and Rob Gronkowski. Bronk. Yeah. Gates is just the reason that he was just so fun to watch for me was one I was obviously a Chargers fan but he was just so like he was never breakaway fast but he was just perfect at running routes and the whole idea of tight ends boxing out cornerbacks linebackers like basketball to catch passes he was just perfect at it I'm pretty sure him and Rivers have the most they do touchdowns ever between a, a tight end quarterback combo they do damn right they do old reliable so, um, old reliable uh, big dog, how you feeling about the Bucks? Oh, I like them. I like I like what they see right now. Mm-hmm. I like. I think Drew had, Holiday has been a welcome. They addition. rushed it seventeen times with Fournette, and they did sixteen times with Ronald Jones yesterday. So I felt like because usually they're so past. Oh, I, heavy, I was. And I was. Impressed. I like the Bucks too, but I was referencing your Milwaukee Bucks there. <laughs> what about the Bucks? They. I like Holiday. Holiday has been great for them. Drew Holiday's great. Oh, and quickly, thoughts and prayers think- to our guy, Karis LeVert. 
Yeah, yeah. He, so it's his kidney. So he what had a growth. He had a. They found some sort of lump or growth on his kidney, very very early on in the process. So hopefully he is going to be okay. But he is Can't out you indefinitely. Like reverse a trade or something? Isn't that like illegal? Like, do they not know that when they traded I, him? Because it happened like first, two days. That was after. my first question too. I. I assume you can, but maybe they just didn't. I, I don't really it's know. It's happened to base. I don't Potter's understand. got in trouble for that one time. They had to send people back because they hit a couple medical records in the Marlins. And oh, Padres, Padres, Padres. It's dirty dogs. But um, do you think the well, Nets that's are the easy favorites still? And then it's Bucks? Or is it Celt- in Celtics the East, now? I, I, I would throw... Nets is the favorite, and then Celtics and Bucks and Sixers and Heat. What's probably the in that order. Eastern Conference Finals today? Nets, Celtics. It's okay, Jonas. He's taking his seats. We'll see. Jalen Brown's looked really good this year. Um, another thing that's pissed me off. Why is everyone keep like putting out this question? Can Curry average thirty a game? Can he do it? It's like this, motherfucker. He's the guy. Have, who, did you forget like his whole career? It's the like, reason the NBA is the NBA today. <laughs> it's just like you have fucking Max Kellerman. He's like, I'm just not sure that Curry can average thirty a game and like play. It's like what? I wonder what he, he said about Tom Brady making nine. another NFC Championship game. I wonder what Max oh, had to say today. Max Kellerman is a clown. Because for five years he he's been pushing clown, that. Man. He's been trying to say for Dude. five years that Tom Brady's off the cliff. And it's like, okay, he's not Tom Brady of 2007. You're right, Max. Max <laughs> Kellerman, f- like, dude, think think about what job that guy has and how bad he is at it. He chose Andre Iguodala it, over Stephen it Curry. Is, Oh yeah, well yeah, he's just a fucking moron. Think about it. The the only reason that Max Kellerman I think still has a job is because people hate him so much that they love to watch Stephen A. Smith just make him look like a bitch every Morning. day. He because if you think about okay, we really quickly let's talk about ESPN the decisions they make to put people in the places that they are. I don't think they watch sports. Or know how anything works if that's how they're gonna fucking do it. It's it's unbelievable. And here's another rant for you, big dog. There's I, I'm I'm looking for opportunities in sports radio. You know that would be cool. I'm finding fucking Twitter accounts and shit of people who are in sports radio who are like bummed that college football happened this year. Was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, it was worth it. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> I and would have been I'm it's just glad why, it happened. Why do people just want to suck the life out of everything? Because people suck, Brian. So they just many fucking suck. suck. <laughs> this is a, a quote for you. My grandpa said to me, uh, Charles Robbins, I said, 95% of the people you meet in this world are going to fucking suck. He didn't say fucking. <laughs> I'm adding that in. So you got to be thankful for that 5%. And I would take him one further. I would say 99.99% of the people in this world suck. But .001 don't. So you hold on to those ones. That's what I would say. Oh, listen to this story, big dog. So we're at uh, um, a week or two ago, went out to lovely Stinson Beach, you know, and we're all all COVID negative, took some tests, so we're all good there. And we're on this big beach, right? Wind going, big beach. Spread out playing wiffle ball. And you would say during these COVID times, yes, it's it's tough, but you, we're all outside socially distanced doing it, right? And so we play some great wiffle ball. Great, great wiffle ball, big dog. And then I, at, towards the end, I'm headed back. Good friend of the program, Eric Robinson, and good friend of the program, Mitchell Rincon, are just t- playing some catch. Mitch sends one a little above Eric, and so Eric runs to go get it. And this ball, I guess, rolls like... First of all, it's not like hopping. It's slowly rolling on sand, like five to ten feet in front of this woman. And um, Eric runs over and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, is this your ball? And he goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. It went over my head. And then she kicks the ball <laughs> into the ocean. And Eric just goes, oh. And then she looks at him and says, I hope you all die from COVID. <laughs> oh, she... <laughs> 
<laughs> so for she's a miserable fuck. I would just like to say that. She, and she's she falls lucky under I wasn't that there. Category but I would, 99%. I would. My question to you, big dog, is if someone says that to you, are they a good person? Are you? Al- well, no, obviously. But are you allowed to be like? Well, I hope you get hit by a truck, or I hope, <laughs> I hope you get you struck by lightning and then a shark like, eats you. Because <laughs> it's like, we'll you swim just in the said bay. You, we hope we all die. So it's like, can I say that back to you? I don't know. It just seems like a double-edged sword. <laughs> it, yeah, if someone, if someone gives you a death threat, you should be able to respond with a death threat back, I feel like. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Poor it's Eric like, obviously didn't say anything. He was like, oh. Imagine I'm his reaction. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> he just watches this ball kicked the, in the water, like, oh, thanks. Yeah, but uh, another knock on her. Yeah, ball didn't even go. Eric got the ball. Sucks to suck. Didn't even go. And uh, keep in mind, that was my baseball. That was my baseball. That's the only baseball I have. And kicked in the ocean. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, the weather, the wear and tear on that is going to. Increase drastically. Yeah. I might have to send her a bill. Um, yeah, that 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 was that's been on my mind. I just like, I just people just fucking suck, bro. I mean, think about the life you have to live to wish someone dies to see by a COVID. ball roll by you. You're at the people... same place. Keep in mind, you're at the same place yeah, doing the same, same thing. Just this ball happened to roll within 10 feet, eight, which is six feet is what we need. And it rolled 7.8. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Just And you were saying sorry. I mean, you was going to be a quick get out of the way. And then you had to get. Maybe she just hates gingers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you oh, were sorry, Mitch picked up the ball. Yeah, we sent Mitch over there. Maybe she would have <laughs> acted a little differently. Like, I wish you guys um, never got COVID. I hope you live forever. I mean, yeah, she. I mean, just the casual death threat to like eight people, pretty extreme. <laughs> At <laughs> pretty the same extreme. beach, within like fifty yeah. feet. It's on. Yeah. Oh, all right. Unity. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B Rob episode seventy-five. Big Dog has been here. We've uh, had a great chat about a little NBA, a little NFL, and how to respond to a death threat on the beach. As always, we're sponsored by Miss Marley Sports Fishing. And a special shout-out again to Reynolds Wrap for sponsoring this episode. Again, my famous lemon pepper chicken wings. You got to use the Reynolds Wrap. Big Dog, thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next time. Sir, adios. Thank you.